Hello and welcome to The Roundtable, a Next Generation Politics podcast. Next Generation Politics is a leading movement of young people committed to building bridges across various divides. I'm Skyla, and this week, Jack, Kanisha, Maya, and I spoke with each other about a topic very much on each of our minds, celebrating and reflecting on the bittersweet end to our four memorable years of high school. Attending high schools in different locations, we discuss what made each of our high school experiences unique and what made them similar. Something very intriguing that was brought up was the idea of connections. That is, there are so many people we come in contact with who we discover some kind of surprising connection with, creating a sense that our big worlds can actually be quite small. And this just makes us feel all extra excited about the wide array of opportunities that await us at college to network and interact with individuals from different backgrounds. We were also very open with each other, and you, our listeners, in voicing concerns that we have related to our upcoming college experiences and what they will mean to the sense of community many of us have felt in our lives leading up till now. We also spoke about how the pandemic has led to even more hyper-competitiveness about admission to prestigious colleges and universities, increasing competition between peers to always be on top of everyone else and even try to bring others down, something we badly want to counteract. We also, of course, shared concerns about legacy admissions and race-based affirmative action as we speculated about what the recent ruling of the Supreme Court will mean for prospective college applicants. Throughout this reflective conversation, as we look ahead into college and beyond, we spoke about the skills, lessons, and significant values we will take away from high school as we start a new and exciting chapter of our lives. Over the last four years, we have learned to make peace with failure, to not compare ourselves with others, to demonstrate resilience, mindsets we know we will apply to the beginnings of our post-secondary education. Congratulations to the class of 2023, and thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. My name is Jack Flanagan. I'm a recently graduated high school senior from Manhattan, New York. And as I look back on my high school experience, I would describe myself as in a state of mourning. I'm really, really, really sad to leave my school. It was just the most incredible place. And to be frank, I think that I may be the outlier in this. I don't, I think I probably have the most favorable review of high school among you all. And if I don't, then I really want to be going to the high school that is better than the one I went to, because I really found my high school just a really special place, just this crackling bastion of intellectualism, but also really strong community. And so I'm interested to hear sort of your all impressions on on what it, what it was like, because my high school is tuition free. And so everybody's very grateful to be there. Um, and we're really lucky to draw from a really wide range of both socioeconomic and racial backgrounds. And we're also really lucky though to have super strong academic debate program, really great newspapers, fabulous extracurriculars. So I'm excited to hear sort of what the other high school experience is like, because I'm aware that my high school experience has been pretty different from what a normal one would look like. Hi, everyone. My name is Kanisha, and I am still a high school senior from Queens, New York. I will be graduating in three days, so that's something to look forward to. And right now, I think I'm thinking a little bit more about the process of building up to graduation, because I think everyone here has graduated already. So for me, it's really setting in that high school is ending. Like it hasn't quite set in yet. I don't think it will until you're like wearing a cap and gown marching across stage. So for me, I'm just like 
right now what I'm doing is I'm doing a lot of like forward looking reflecting I just got a bunch of like new information about like orientation and housing for college so I'm like getting excited about that but I think also in addition to that just like looking back on high school similar to what Jack is doing I'm definitely like reflecting on the different things I've done throughout the years trying to like regain some of those COVID memories that I've lost too but also thinking about how I can draw from those experiences and carry them forward and like what did I do in high school that I want to keep doing in the future and what did I do in high school that maybe wasn't the most productive or just like the lessons I learned and try I guess concretize that a little bit further before we move on to like our adult lives. Hi everyone my name is Maya and I'm from Iowa City, Iowa. I just graduated a few weeks ago and it's like a little melancholy but I would say I'm definitely on the happier side in terms of my feelings about leaving high school. Senior year was like not my favorite so I feel like that's kind of tainted my overall memory of the last four years. But yeah I've kind of been reflecting and I do feel like high school provided me with a lot of opportunities like I was very fortunate to go to the high school that I did. It's I think one of the best in the state. So yeah, I would say like, although there are a lot of things I didn't like about my school, I got a lot from it and I learned my lessons and I think I'm ready to move on. Hi, my name is Skyla. And as of yesterday, I've graduated from high school. I'm from Queens, New York. And even though I did graduate and I got the diploma, it still hasn't like sunk in for me yet. I'm curious to see like how everybody else who's also graduated kind of feels about that it still didn't like hit me yet but also too I'm kind of like curious kind of reflect because I haven't done much reflecting yet because this weeks have been like crazy because of like all the senior activities so I think like now would be a nice time to reflect on my time in high school because I don't think I've been sad yet only because I haven't been like thinking that it's over like between like the graduation parties prom like I feel like it's still going so I don't know when that like feeling is gonna sink in I'm waiting Okay, I think we might want to start off like we did in our 2022 recap, where we thought about our senior year. So to simplify it, like one to 10, what did you guys think about your senior year? What was it like? Because I know we all had pretty different experiences. I kind of gleaned from what we discussed on this podcast. My friends and I did this exercise. So the school I go to, Regis, or went to, we don't do A's and B's. That's not that's not our group. We have our own grading system. So high honors, which is 97 to 100, is like supposed to be like just the most like wonderful honors is 96 to 90 and down. So we were like, what Regis grade would you give your education? And so I think I'm giving it H plus, but only because high honors has been set up as this like impossibly high bar that no one ever gets. So an H plus is like the highest grade you can get at my school. My senior year was just a tremendous time of community. I will say that it was certainly less intellectually rigorous than my junior year, which which was like the real sort of trial through fire of we're going to teach you how to think properly. But it was just a fabulous time to hang out with my friends and take classes that really interested me. We're really lucky that Regis is set up in such a way that we have what are called resource centers. So the entire English department is in one big room and all their desks are together. And then there are seats. And so it's a social space for that kids can go hang out and, you know, you can get into the arguments about literature with your teacher and then we have one for theology also and like although we are a catholic school i would say that we are definitely not like the parochial kind of school that you're thinking about we're really blessed to have a number of massively overqualified faculty can just like go on philosophy all day so i really enjoy taking a couple like ethics classes in my you know in, in my senior year and then a big part of my religious experience too had been the debate team where basically i would be on a tournament every single weekend and i'm really lucky actually to have come back from nationals the national debate tournament which was a whole week-long thing in phoenix and that was really, really fun. And so 
being able to just like be with my friends and and you know sit around in a hotel room like really late at night and like argue over if china's gonna invade taiwan that that's just like living the dream for me um so i was really really pleased with my senior year but yeah i'd say h plus and if we convert 9.6 out of 10. I'll give mine an eight out of 10. I think it was my like favorite year of high school by far. Just compared to every other year in high school, it was the most well-balanced between like, it was my best like work-life balance. Only now I'm getting that down on like how to do it in the most productive and time efficient way. So I was better late than never. And I think like, just luckily, what kind of comes with the first semester of senior year, shared stress and experience of applying to college that has its negative ramifications. Like, yes, everyone's super stressed out. People aren't sleeping. We're all scared. But also, I think it kind of like grounds you with this new empathy that no other seniors had before for other seniors. The senior class is just by far the most friendly of like any of the other grades at my school. Like you can wave hi to like half the people in our grade in the hallways and like they'll wave back. So it's like a really nice sort of like camaraderie that I think kind of crystallizes your senior year that isn't there in other years. So that was like definitely the highlight. I would say the hardest part about senior year was honestly just like the workload was a little bit like a lot more than I was expecting actually. Like I expected senior year to be this like hellish first semester and then this like easy as ever second semester like every senior I saw last year was cruising through second semester like it was nothing and then I got to second semester and I was like this isn't nothing so I think it was just that expectation not being met is what would bring it down a little bit but I think like overall it was a great experience I definitely wish I could have slept more I wish I had a few less papers that was like not fun besides that I think it was a great year definitely first of all high school years yeah, I would definitely say definitely junior year was much more academically rigorous. And I felt like I was always on edge after the first semester of senior year. Finally learned how to chill out like a little bit. So I, I think I would give my experience, I would say like an eight or nine, though I hadn't been challenged academically as much as I had other years this year. Even though I went to an art school for like so long, I felt like I was always, of course, like putting academics before whatever was going on in my studio classes. But because the workload wasn't as much this year, I allowed myself to be like very pushed artistically. And this is the first year that I saw myself really grow as an artist, which was very nice to see. And also did like the musical that we did, we worked on like cabaret, getting back and researching shows, adding nuance to like performance was something that I would not trade for anything. And it was a really, really rewarding experience for me. So yeah, I, I definitely feel like that just adds to the nine. But also too, I definitely felt myself coming into myself definitely getting more relaxed and being able to have fun for my numerical score maybe like a 4.5 just a little below five college applications were definitely the start of like a downward trend yeah that was like the height of my despair overall in high school which i recognize is like a very fortunate situation to have for that to be like the lowest point it was like just a really stressful time i think i don't know when people normally start but i started in like August, September-ish, and didn't really get going until like November. So I don't know if that was a little late, but I just had all this work piling up. And then I think that also contributed to the fact that like, I feel like senior year was probably my lowest intellectually stimulating year of them all, just because I chose like a somewhat easier course load. And I wasn't really keeping up in my classes. I was just kind of like doing the bare minimum to get along so I could finish my applications at the same time. 
And yeah, I don't know. I think that was partially my fault and partially the fault of like, I don't think our school is necessarily equipped with the resources to be having like highly intellectual discussions. So it's kind of your own job to fulfill those in other places. And yeah, I think I did do that in some sense because I would say extracurriculars is where I really found like solace in the whole senior year vibe for debate. I wasn't super involved in debate actually going to tournaments this year because I was so busy with other stuff. But I did coach the novice debate team because we didn't have a coach. So I coached our freshmen and that was really fun. It gets hectic at times and they won't stop screaming, but it's an enjoyable experience and it's really fulfilling to see them succeed. So that was like a place where I could find community, you know, within senior year. And also just being on staff for journalism, coming to the podcast every week. It's been fun. So I would say school itself was not the best place. Also, because my school implemented a bunch of weird rules this year. And everything is just going downhill. So like this past system, usually kids are just, I guess, wandering out in the hallways, which they didn't like. So like if we're late to a class, we have to go all the way back to the main office and get a piece of paper and then go all the way back to that class and like show it to the teacher before you're let into the classroom because they're locked. And I don't know if that's like strange, but it's new for us. And I just remember one time I was late to my first period AP stats class, 20 seconds late, maybe less. And the door was locked. He wouldn't let me go in. I was like, come on, this is like disrupting my learning even more than me being late in the first place. Right. So I went all the way back downstairs and like in protest, I kind of took like 20 minutes to get my pass to go back to my AP stats class. So the rules at my school are just getting worse and worse. So that's another reason I'm happy to be leaving. So for those of you guys that have actually graduated, like what was graduation feeling like? Because I'm like trying to prepare myself for that. What were the feelings surrounding graduation? How did it feel to like finally either get your diploma or not? Because I know we were talking about this on last week's podcast. Like I'm not actually getting my diploma on graduation day. And I know a lot of other kids who aren't. But just like, yeah, what was our process like? And I'd love to hear a little bit more about it from you guys. Yeah, I got my diploma on graduation. That's really weird that they don't give it to you. I was really happy too because I couldn't go to the last two days of school either and they had the wrong address. Honestly, like true feelings, I was just like, can we get this on with? Because I was so tired. It's really early. My graduation, it was on like Randall's Island. So it was really cold and it was yesterday. Yesterday was super cold and like rainy. So it was forecasted to rain. So we were just all sitting under an awning in the stadium. For me, like my feelings are mainly like, is it done yet? It's just because I knew that I would see these people the night of, the day after, and then the day after, and then so on and so forth. So I honestly think it would have been more. And that goes for prom too, if like graduation and prom were like hyped up to be like the most life-changing events of your life I went into it thinking that like my whole world view changed and like so many people are like it's gonna hit you after graduation I'm like okay once it was over I was running into my car I was like okay I'm done I'm like not even sentimental but honestly I will might make it feel more I think is that like first night of college I don't think it's gonna be real until I'm alone in a dorm room looking at the ceiling Let me tell you, every senior, like past senior from my school, I've asked is like, how was graduation? And the first thing they all say is long. They're like, it's so long. (laughs) It's so boring. (laughs) And we're going to have to have like 900 people walk across stage. It's going to be a definitely interesting. I'm going to see how long it'll end up lasting. (laughs) 
honestly, I've been to a couple of graduations in the past. I played in the orchestra at one and then just I, I went for fun last year. The two times that I went when I wasn't graduating was like more sentimental than when I was graduating. I think partially because I was class vice president, so I had to give a speech. So that was like kind of stressing me out the whole time. I didn't have a lot of time to actually reflect on the moment. And I was kind of just memorizing my speech the entire week. Yeah, so that was something. And then I feel like what I enjoyed the most was hearing other people's speeches. So like our president reflecting on the last four years. Our commencement speaker was Sungmin Kim, who is White House correspondent for the AP News. And that was really cool, just hearing like how her experiences kind of affected mine in high school. And then our commencement speaker, like the teacher person, was someone who we all really adore and definitely someone who's like made senior year better. So it was good to hear from him. And I think I just enjoyed hearing like everyone's collective experiences. Graduation, it was not a moment that will stick in my head for like that long, if I'm being honest. Maybe like the stress of giving the speech hyped it up a little bit more, but that's about it. We just does like the very Catholic school graduation. So we're in the church across the street from Regis Faces, a large church. And so we're in that church across the street. And that, it was really fun. We all get these like very 1950s white dinner jacket tuxedos. And then all the teachers wear like proper graduation attire and proper graduation robes. But all of us are in these straight out of like the Godfather, like smoking jackets. So that was really, really fun to do that and receive the diploma and so on. I would say that Emotionally, it was very much like, okay, I just like, I'm ready for this to be over. But I think probably for a different reason than Skylo, like we were lucky to not being rained on. But I was just kind of like, this is like crazy. I am not ready to think of myself as not going to the school anymore. So like, I don't, I don't want this like extended thing to be in my, like in my consciousness for too long. At least for me, the experience of graduation was probably made a little bit different because I knew that, for example, I would be going to debate nationals and I had like other things after graduation. So when I said goodbye to my classmates, it was not like the very final, like, okay, like I'm leaving. On Saturday, left LaGuardia. That's like the real last time where like you leave and like you're done. Like I have no more scheduled activities for my high school and like I'm finished. And that was, I think, more sad than graduation for me because it was like, wow, like this is really over. That said, I think that probably, again, that's based on how much I've loved my experience. And so I don't think that how it transfers to, to someone who maybe is not like as over the moon as I was. I'd be interested to know what people would have changed about their high schools. And like Maya, I'm going to preemptively like limit you. I would, I'd love to know like what people would have done differently either in their experience or from like an administrative side, like what classes would you have offered? You know, what policies would you enacted? Or like, if you could do it again, what would you have done? I think definitely for my school, we had a bunch of new rules at the end of the year. That was the only thing I would have changed. For me, it's what I've done differently. Maybe I would have liked, I think, a traditional school. Sometimes I like think about like how I look at people's Instagram styles. That would have been like fun. But then it's like, at the same time, would I really want that? I'm curious of what that was like rather I would like for sure 100% change it I think my biggest change would be like I would have been a lot nicer to myself my freshman and sophomore years of high school because like reflecting back not that like I was the most stressed in those years but there were the years I think I had like the highest expectations for myself as a freshman and I think for us our sophomore years because like you're not in the building you're online so it's just kind of like stunted development I kind of only saw in different clubs and stuff these seniors doing like such great things and they were so impressive so I was like as a freshman sophomore I was like oh my god I need to be that impressive right now so my freshman and sophomore years definitely included me to like overloading myself with a ton of stuff that I probably shouldn't have done like looking back I'm very happy that I did that because it granted me exposure to a lot of new experiences even though it made my online school experience hard because I would log off classes and then have like six zoom meetings 
and then go to sleep and then like wake up at 3 a.m. and do my homework. Besides that crazy, insane schedule, I was glad that I got to do so many things, meet so many new people, even though it was online. That's the one thing I think like really helped me through online learning was just I get to hop onto these Zooms with new people that I wouldn't get to talk to. So that was definitely helpful. But I think I would have just tried to like take that back a little bit and like rein myself in to where I'm like able to build healthier habits earlier. I only think I started doing that in senior year because junior year was like extremely stressful and then jumping into senior year it was the year where I had the slight flexibility even though the workload was a lot to kind of like think about how I wanted to approach work rather than just like doing it on the schedule that my teachers needed it done by because everything is like so cramped and there's really no space for flexibility. The way I kind of frame my high school experience is I don't know if I would do it again, but I definitely don't regret it. So it would be really hard to do my high school experience again. And if I was in my shoes one more time, that would be really, really, really difficult. But I definitely appreciate all that I took out of it. Going to high school in New York City it's kind of like unparalleled to going to high school. Like I would love to hear your experience on this, Maya, honestly. It's really different from going to high school anywhere else because you're able to draw such a big array of just like perspectives and people. And I think going to the big school out of any of us here, I felt I was meeting new people every single week to this day. I know I'm going to be sitting in graduation and people are going to walk across that stage and I'm going to be like, I have no clue who that is. If I had known better, I would have done that, but I didn't know better at the time. Things I would change. I mean, I kind of touched on it before, but I think about my own experience, I would say like definitely agreeing with Kanisha, you know, prioritizing healthy habits. And I would say getting more sleep was definitely something that I didn't do that I should have done because I think everything else, like the decisions that I made, I'm kind of like an everything happens for a reason type of person. Like I'm not going to necessarily go back and change that kind of stuff. And I think it all turned out fine for me in the end, but getting more sleep, that's undeniably probably a good thing that I should have been doing. Like I remember as a sophomore, I actually did not choose online school. I was like so lonely at home. So I just chose in-person school because that was an option for me here in Iowa. But I guess the thing about that was there was not a lot of people in the building. So it also felt a little bit lonely and you were surrounded by like the same people over and over every single day. But yeah, regardless, I just remember that year I was already sleeping at like 3 a.m. every night and kind of stuck with that trend the entire time. And then I guess to Kanisha's point about growing up in Iowa City, definitely not a big place. Like I've been knowing everyone for a long time now. I guess the people I went to middle school with are just the same people we went to high school with. Really not that much of a change. So it's been like six years with the same people, which I don't know, like I definitely was not meeting new people um, very frequently. There were some times where I got to interact with new people. And that was honestly like some of the best times is just like finding a new group of friends or something that you've never talked to. But I would say at graduation, I did notice a lot more people than I thought that I didn't know. So I guess maybe one thing that I would change about my high school experience is maybe being more open to reaching out to new people. And I thought I was like pretty good at that. I'm definitely an extrovert. I talked to a lot of people in the school, but I guess I just did not know a lot of people still in our class of, I don't know, 300. So yeah, I think that's something I would have changed, but also definitely nothing comparable to going to school in like New York City. Mostly everyone knows everyone and at this point, I think we're all kind of sick of each other, like marinating in each other's existences for like six years, um, I think has been enough for me and for a lot of other people. I feel too, even though we go to school in New York City, I feel like everything is so connected and everyone knows everybody. So excited to escape. Skylar, you're not going to escape. I told Sanda this story when we were walking back from a New York City youth agenda thing. So I went to like my um, school's admitted students day and almost everyone I met 
was like connected to New York City in some way. I kid you not. Again, I have this theory that every single person that lives in New York City is connected by five degrees. If you're a New York City public high school student, it's probably even closer, to be honest. I met this girl from Houston and she knew someone who knew someone that was like best friends with one of my friends. And I was like, how? How how does this happen? I went there and I saw people that had gone to my school. I saw one of my teacher's daughters there, which was like, okay, wow. Yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to escape that, but I thought that was a fun anecdote that maybe it's like a Northeast school thing, honestly, if you're going to school out West or something, but I think we're all here going to school in like New England, Northeast, but there's so many people you're going to know that you're going to have this like weird tenuous connection to, which is like fun, but also feels kind of odd. Um, I went to an admitted students event in Manhattan. First of all, like the number of people I recognized there was a lot. And I think that this might be more true. I think at many of these sort of like elite schools, there was like a very close circle of like 10 or 12 kids, all of whom went to like very, very nice, very expensive, very prestigious Upper East Side schools. And there's sort of like this bubble that the soap doesn't break. You know, the rest of us are forming and, and you know, doing the small talk, what's your major, where you're from, and then breaking up. And then there's like 10, 10 person groups, which I think is, is more of a commentary on, on what I perceive as the evil of legacy admissions than anything else. Like everybody knows everybody. And even like the one, you know, we all have like that one friend who somehow like we met incidentally and is totally outside of our social web. But then as soon as I start talking about something, they're like, oh, wait, great. There goes my silos. I'm ready for like the big new world, but also conscious that it's not the big new world. It's like one of my biggest worries about college is the way college is kind of like stratified. I feel like I've already met a lot of new great people at where I'm going to. Like I just got my roommates and stuff assigned on Wednesday. So I was talking to my roommate yesterday. Okay, this person seems so wonderful. And I remember visiting. I met a bunch of great people that I could definitely connect to. And that felt awesome. But I also think there's this worry about, at least for me, about going into college and feeling like I'm going to be like so barred off from a lot of other people. And I think that's also because of the elitism that exists at a lot of these institutions. But this thing called like secret societies that exist at the college I'm going to. And I was like, that is so like elitist and unnecessary. One of the George Bushes was in one of them. One of the things I'm most excited for is you get to meet people from so many different backgrounds. And I'm like so excited to do that. But I'm also a little bit worried about the challenges that's going to bring. At my high school right now, I think because it's so diverse, I never felt that ostracized in particular or anything like that. We're all from similar places. You could kind of meet people that like live near you, had similar shared experiences. And I know I'm going to be able to do that in college, but I think the sense of separation might be a little bit more palpable at institutions like that. I definitely relate to that at my college. There's also, we don't have secret societies, but there's very, very exclusive like frat equivalents. And so I'm like anxious about that. I think that it's okay. College is college is college. I think you're going to have fun no matter what. And so I'm not horrified about that. I have a friend who's going to the same school and is like freaking out. He's already scheming about how he's getting into one of these things. And I'm like, this is extraneous. But yeah, I definitely think that there's like internal stratification within elite schools. And I think that that's an interesting commentary on affirmative action. Not to say that affirmative action is not necessary or bad, but I think it's it's interesting that there definitely appears to be, even from like the seniors that I've talked to at the school I'm going to and, and other classmen who are there already, that there's like a real stratification between like the people who got in off legacy and off donations like they all go to London in the summer and then everybody else, which I think is an interesting commentary on university culture and like the resiliency of inequality.
at Regis, I was really blessed with really tight community, as I've spoken about, and a really, really diverse background of kids. So it was very easy to find somebody from a totally different rung of the socioeconomic ladder. You have to be more conscious about that where I'm going. I kind of feel like like I'm not going to have that like same issue of the school is so small and like the liberal artsy vibe tries to make sure that like doesn't happen but also at the same time I think it's just like still like the fear in the back of your head because of like what you hear about just like college in general I think it is such a crime that people get to meet people on Instagram before campus only because I feel like I respond to DMs because I don't want to be mean I cannot carry online friendships it's just something I cannot do and I'm just like very nervous already have perceptions of me before I even get to meet people in person that's like my biggest fear the liberal arts divide is this stratification based on like how like aesthetic you are I haven't posted like my 2027 page because I'm just like oh i it's like fine like what 10 pictures am i going to select that are supposed to show who i am as a person i don't know what to do i don't know what bio to write i'm not gonna like spend time writing like two paragraphs and bullet points like random facts about myself round back to what jack was saying earlier about affirmative action because that's also something that's been on my mind lately with the supreme court ruling being set to come out soon everyone knows they're gonna strike it down they always save their most controversial rulings for like the end of the year so they can just drop them and their tenure for a bit and then start up again in the fall yeah i feel like everyone's kind of seeing that coming i've been thinking about that a lot this year even like preparing for it when people are going into like college interviews and stuff at my school where it feels like a kind of like pertinent topic a lot of people are thinking about this and for me when i think about affirmative action I kind of parallel it to something like legacy admissions, which just feels like affirmative action the other way around. Affirmative action, but for just in general, like wealthier and whiter people to be able to gain easier admission to these colleges. So I'm like, if we're striking down affirmative action, keeping legacy admissions, then what's like the point of that? I think affirmative action more generally, I think one of the reasons I'm like, actually feeling at home at the places I'm going to and at like so many of the colleges I either toured or things like that was because of admissions trends that are a effect of affirmative action that you're being able to draw from like people of so many backgrounds so many different ethnicities socioeconomic backgrounds genders all of that so at least for me that's what's made these college campuses more homey feeling like I feel like I can definitely find a place in a community I remember reading somewhere that if you strike down affirmative action then the people it benefits generally are like white men with higher SAT scores and things like that okay I don't know if that's the culture we want to be fostering especially because I right now there's a lot of just like misinformation regarding who does affirmative action can benefit who does it disadvantage there's this huge discourse around does it disadvantage asian minorities but i think that's just like one opponents of what's making this debate so messy is because i think it's a place where like fact and fiction really get blurred i don't know i'm sort of of two minds about the affirmative action debate the first is that i i think affirmative action is important but i'm kind of doubtful that if it's struck down universities will not find a way to then just retool their admissions process to continue admitting the applicant pool that they want. Like, for example, the California put on their ballot whether or not they wanted the UCs to have race-based affirmative action. The ballot measure overwhelmingly came back no. 
And so the response from the UC system was just, okay, we'll put an essay about diversity on and they have one of the most diverse systems in the country. I don't know, part of me kind of feels like, like it's obviously bad. And I think optically it's a terrible look for the Supreme Court to be striking down affirmative action, but just from like a purely like consequential utilitarian calculus. Like, I don't think that like suddenly you strike down affirmative action and like now universities are unable to make it easier for applicants from disadvantaged backgrounds to get in. So that's one thing. And then another thing though that I'm thinking about is, and I'd be interested to know what you all think, at least at my school, we've really observed like a shift where our underclassmen are becoming increasingly more aware of actual like college admissions. So like our sophomore year is notorious for being like super competitive and like really wanting to win all the club elections and like start all these extracurriculars, basically because people are scared about getting into college, which I think is like a great evil because I can track directly my happiness, which has had some significant drops with how much I'm thinking about college as high school as an end to college. And like the more I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this because it looks good on my resume, the more I'm happy. And then I'd be interested to know to what impact, to what effect you guys feel like that's impacted by COVID. Because like our freshman class, for example, maybe it just hasn't sunk in yet, is seen as much more collaborative and the same thing with our junior class. And it's sort of like the sophomores who maybe got caught in this weird parasocial time of COVID where they don't know how to like relationships and it's just become a serious game to them. I'm like a theater major at the school I go to. And like sometimes I like walk into the younger classes. Sometimes it's just fun to walk in, see what they're working on. I wasn't at the school for freshman year and then our sophomore year was very different. So a lot of the projects they're working on have been like traditions. We didn't really get to participate in those. But one thing I will say about theater classes to have a good ensemble, you need very developed empathy. You need very developed collaboration skills. And I think like so much of an ensemble being successful relies on that ability to work with another person. And what I have noticed that definitely for the freshmen and sophomores, there's such a disconnect between each other that like their like productions and everything that they have been working on is also feels very disconnected or singular. I see like strong acting, but I don't see strong teamwork. I think because of COVID, you know, you were isolated from people for so long. And I think like eighth grade and like seventh grade were such important parts of my life, of my development, that I think like having missed out on that, very difficult. The isolation plus missing out on like, I guess your last two years of being like really like kid kid creates disconnect of like empathy for like another person. It's just very difficult to be able to work with people in artistic capacity after COVID. That's what I've noticed. I remember my freshman year, it was a lot about what classes do I pick or clubs, things like that. How do I manage work? More well-rounded questions than I feel like I see popping up now. I'm a part of organizations at my school that span grades and things like that. And a lot of times when I'm going to volunteer events or stuff like that, if people like find out you're a senior, the first question I ask is like, oh my God, what college are you going to? And I'm like, okay, like that's not the most important thing. Do you want to ask me like, how do you identify whether an app was rotten or not? I definitely resonate. The one thing that COVID did kind of help me with in a way is because you're by yourself the entire time, it feels like the only person you're kind of competing with is yourself at the end of the day. Even though like for me, it definitely started off as I'm kind of insecure about how well a lot of other people are doing. So I feel like I have to do just as many things as they are to like feel adequate in the school environment. I think by like the last maybe like four or five months of Zoom learning experience, I felt I was definitely just focusing on things that were like personally fulfilling to me and focusing on things that I could kind of cling to, to make me happier at that time. And that like, if I got a bad grade, it was 
fine as long as I kind of like understood what I did wrong rather than seeing someone else that like got a better grade and trying to figure out what they did that I didn't. At the end of the day, I took AP chemistry that year without any previous chemistry experience. Why did I do that to myself? We need to kind of try to bring back a culture of more like personal internal competition where it's really like, can I be better than I was yesterday? Then like, can I get better grades than everyone else in my grade? Or can I do more things than everyone else in my grade? Which is just like so annoying to see because I remember earlier this year around like early application season, I was talking to someone that was applying to the same school. And then they're like, what if you take my spot there? I was just taken aback. I was like, and I was like, what do you mean by that? And they said, oh, cause we like kind of do like similar things at this school or something like that. I don't even remember. I don't think that's how college admissions work. I definitely noticed this change. And I think it kind of draws from it's probably COVID is related to it in some way that I don't fully understand. But I think also just with how much more like random and unsure the college application process is becoming. And I think part of that was because of COVID. It's just like bigger applicant pools. Everything's more competitive. Everyone's applying to like 20 something schools now because they're so stressed about getting into somewhere that they want to be going. And I mean, I definitely see that. I think most places I know people are going are amazing and they're going to do great things there. If you're an impressive person, you can probably do something impressive anywhere you go. It's just the opportunities that a place affords you that makes the biggest difference, I think. There's so many people that I would have for sure thought would get into like the top place they wanted to go. And just because of the nature of the admissions process now, that's not the case. And I think it's that same fear that's being imprinted onto the freshmen, sophomores, juniors that are kind of like seeing this happen to the seniors in their grade and are getting worried about it. So I don't totally blame them because I think it's also just like this landscape is getting so much harder to navigate that I can kind of understand why they would be so worried about nitty gritty things like their GPA and stuff like that. I definitely kind of have adopted this like weird mythic belief system about the college admissions process, whereby it is like simultaneously very meritocratic and also just not at all. The not at all column is very obvious. We all know the kid who should have gotten into a school that they didn't get into and then like legacy admissions and I think athlete preference like in certain applications. At the same time, like when I look at the spread of my grade, it makes sense to me that like these kids ended up where they did. I think we are blessed in this country to have an incredible system of higher education. And so everybody is going to go to an incredible place. You know, me and my friends are, we would always be stressing about college and I would just try and say to myself and them, there's good education everywhere. And it's very hard to get like a bad college education in most cases for kids who have coming from like a competitive academic school. So it's really the difference between like, you know, top tier and top, top tier impress upon them that like you should do Regis as an end to itself for the first three years. Last month of junior year, start thinking about who's going to ask you a rec and then senior year, obviously you're doing college apps and then you're into college. So you can't not be thinking about it. Stave off college as long as you possibly can, but be engaged, be a member of the community. And like, I think that that's like the one piece of sage advice that I would really like to pass on to the underclassmen below me, any underclassmen or any, anybody who's not a senior listening to this podcast that like, I think you should be pursuing high school as an end into itself. I don't think that you should view high school as a stepping stone into a college because I think it just is such an important time of growth and you're really, really missing. You're just missing so much if you don't try and take advantage of that. And then the other thing too, is that if we accept this like semi-mythic sort of like divine view of the college admissions process, where like what happens happens for a reason, 
if you're a great member of your community, I personally think that that really impacts your chances of admission. And like, if you want to get into like the real, like, how does this happen? I think the letter of recommendation is really powerful. And so if your teacher can confidently write about you and say that this is an incredible community member and someone who really makes our school a better place, that makes you a much more appealing applicant than somebody who is seen as like a sweat or somebody who's just trying to like grind out as many and get as many good grades and advanced classes as they possibly can. You know, I'm very pleased with my college placement, but what would your sage advice be? Like if you had, if you could like whisper in every freshman's year, what would you say to them? I knew that like, if I didn't get into a good college or whatever, or like the college I wanted to go to, I would still be really happy with what I did in high school. I know a lot of people that unfortunately can't say the same for themselves because they felt like they had to do things to fit a certain mold. But I was happy that at least like, even if I don't get into great college, it wasn't that I was doing high school for college. It was that I was doing high school how I wanted. And then the college application process just happened to be a part of it. I just enjoyed that that was my experience. I know it's not everyone's experience. I think I was like personally fulfilled enough to where like I would obviously be sad if I didn't get into a college I want to go to. I think it would definitely weigh on me for a bit, especially with the college culture at my school. But I wouldn't be regretful about my high school experience because I think it was personally enriching. And I think I grew more as a person over these last four years than like any other point in my life. So just to echo what Jack was saying, when you are trying to cultivate an experience that's personally fulfilling, then it provides a really good cushion to disappointment that will come from like things you honestly at some point just can't control. Like you can control what you write in an essay, but you can't control how other people will perceive it. And at some point you kind of have to just like let go of that. What people make of this four page application probably at the end of the day, what people make of that is not who you are. Mine would probably be finding a balance as soon as possible. I know for me, I was like, I'm only gonna start having fun till second semester of senior year. Of course, like, I'm very happy. I don't think I would change only because I did end up like doing what I want. But only thing I, I guess I would like alter is doing what I'm doing now just a little bit sooner because going out on a Saturday does not mean like you're gonna fail like your class. Also too, I think overstudying is something I would definitely mention too because if you didn't get it for a month, the night before the test, you're not going to get it. Finding a balance, knowing like when to stop, knowing when to have fun as soon as possible, because that's a skill that even after you graduate high school is going to follow you in college and then follow you in work. And it's just like a skill that you're going to have to have for like the rest of your life. So if you like figure it out now, it'll definitely make things easier. Yeah, I think if I could give any advice, it would honestly be what I said earlier about being your own biggest competition. For me, I've heard this phrase a lot, like throughout my entire life. That's what my like father would always tell me. And then I definitely settled in during high school and during COVID times. So I would say like, I think especially if you go to a high school with a competitive culture, I found it to be, I was the happiest and the most productive where I was really thinking about my work and my life in the context of myself and not in the context of what other people were doing or what other people were expecting of you because you kind of need to figure out your own guidelines and your own goals kind of isolated from the world around you before you can just like do things that actually make you happy and do them well and like learn and grow from that. Doing things for yourself helps I think build a lot of like resilience I remember my freshman year when I like did bad on a test, I would immediately being sad about it and I wouldn't like grow from it. And I would notice that a lot of times because 
I think like resilience is when you're able to really like look back at that experience, bounce back from it and grow from it. My freshman year self, I think for a good part of it, I couldn't do that at all. I could not grow from a bad test grade when you're doing things that are solely for the purpose of like what you think you should be doing or what other people want from you. It's a lot harder to like make peace with failure and learn from failure because I think we always kind of know in the back of our minds, it's not what we want to be doing. And it's not the most productive thing we feel like we could be doing. So you just like never want to look at that test again. And I think everyone kind of has the same experience, like for classes where maybe I wrote a paper and I didn't get the best grade I could. I'm totally okay with going back and looking at it and being like, okay, let's highlight. What did I do wrong? What can I grow from in the future? Whereas like classes I was either, that were either like required classes or that I didn't totally want to be taking, it would be like a test grade that wasn't that great. And I would just like shove it in my folder and I'd be like, okay, it's fine, whatever. So I would say just like, don't compare yourself to the people around you because it's honestly at the end of the day, just like a huge waste of time. Again, just do things that, you are interested in because I think high school is like one of the last times I would say aside from college where you're really able to just like in a sort of uninhibited way just explore what you want to be doing explore your interests if there's like something super like niche out there or that you don't think you get to explore like in your adult life do it now and just like take on all those opportunities because like it's nice to be able to find your identity in high school instead of again, trying to do things for a resume or for an application or something like that. And you're going to have so much more fun. You are your own biggest competition. And please, for the sake of everything, just do things that actually you think will make you happy instead of doing things for someone else. That's all for today with Next Gen Politics. I'm editor Irina Chowdhury signing off. Please check out our website at www.nextgenpolitics.org slash podcast for links related to what we've discussed and to find out more about our work. And please recommend us to your civic-minded friends or to your friends you'd like to become more civic-minded.